Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. This is World Stealers, the show where we take your favorite fandoms and we expand and massage and exploit and make them better. Yeah, massage. I'm just thinking like, oh, I, was like, I guess kneading dough is actually what I was thinking I of. I was thinking of a beanbag. Maybe oh. we're, we're different, but that's okay. We have different worlds because I have different brains. Yours can is go either way. sort of a sexy beanbag and mine is a piece of dough. Yeah. Sexy beanbag. <laughs> it wasn't really sexy. Liz, you know what we can do this week? What? We're going to do what we do every week. <gasps> Try to take over the world? No. Yeah, sort of. A world. A world. Someone else's world. Someone else's world. Excellent. each week we pick a fandom or a genre of a specific storybook, movie, TV series, whatever is fit in our fancy. Usually a pretty popular one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we write an original fan fiction about it. And we record ourselves writing it. We discuss the writing process. And then we bring it here to read that piece that's set in that world. For you. Delightful. Oh, right? What a treat. <laughs> and we hope that no infringement season assist is coming. And we assume it's not. We're looking at you, Disney. Yeah, don't email us. Come on, don't add us. Don't, <laughs> what are you talking about? First off, we don't have any money, so why are you bothering yeah, so, to sue us? So go ahead. You're spending money for nothing. We will defend ourselves in court. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed as stormtroopers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Since we're writing a Star Wars fan fiction, I just wanted to ask you, uh, of all the movies, if budget was a non-issue, what costume or prop would you want to have? That's a really difficult question because obviously the mind goes to lightsaber first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like blaster or something cool. Mm -hmm. But think about all the animatronics you have access to. Also, could I have a TIE fighter? Or like yeah, an X-Wing? I mean, I guess so. Why not? I want... Budget is not a, an issue. Yeah, so... You want a warplane? Yeah! <laughs> okay. Maybe a Millennium fly. Falcon so that okay, okay. I can have my friends yeah. um, come along. Yeah. But that'd be really cool. If I had a scale model of the Millennium Falcon... Wow, that you could like walk around in? I would live in it. You could live in it. It'd be like your very own tiny house. But it wouldn't be that tiny. It's it a big not ship. Be that tiny, right? And it's there'd big... be like secret places to hide ah! and like a, a gun play. What is What am I? Like, it's a not turret? a cockpit, but. A gun turret. Sure. A we'll call it a gun turret. area. A gun area. Right, right, right. Um, but it only shoots silly string, right? Yeah. To like at your neighbors. Like fake lasers. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And uh, when the doorbell rings, it does not a doorbell sound. It goes pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think mine was not that exciting. I just really, really would like to just wear on occasion, like when I'm having a bad day, just to put it on the Captain Phasma with the giant red cape. Oh, yeah. I would just like go to the grocery store in that. I just would like, I, I mean, a, a Stormtrooper costume is really fun, but that one specifically with the cape, like seals together all You've the You've got to have a cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a you could cape. dramatically throw it if somebody pissed you off and, and walk off in a huff. Yeah, and also just like walking down the street, like the wind yeah. kind of helps you be dramatic, even if you're feeling like lackluster. That's very 
treat yourself episode of Parks and Rec where Ben buys a full Batman costume to yeah, make himself exactly, feel better. Exactly. That's I what do I would like that. do. Yeah. I because I, it's about me, you know. I want to feel good. Just like you want to have your own little house to live in that looks yeah. like the Millennium Falcon that you can run around and hide in places. Sometimes you gotta do you know, the pull the old Wookiee prisoner trick and first you have to you know, lure some stormtroopers and right. change costumes with them and hide under the floor. It's just a whole... Ugh. Always changing costumes. That's how you get... That's how you break in. Yeah. Gotta have a good costume <laughs> change. <laughs> every, every every movie, it's like, how are we going to get in? We just have to find someone who's wearing a uniform who's our size. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that maybe guards of things or advanced troops mm-hmm. should sort of glom onto that trick. Mm-hmm. And maybe watch for somebody trying to stick a dart in your neck and steal your costume or whatever, you know? I know, but you know how stormtroopers are. They're not yeah. that smart. Except for Finn. Except for Finn. Mm, is he smart or is he just brave? Mm, he might just be brave. After watching that, <laughs> after The Last Jedi, he might just be brave. He might just be brave. He's not that bright. No. No. Nor, okay. nor Poe. Guys. Guys. Nah, that's fine. We're totally supporting your relationship. Oh, but get we, it together. Are we shipping Poe? I'm and shipping Poe and Finn. Oh, are we not? I would love I mean, to. Of course, oh, that's beautiful. So lovely. Oh. Two beautiful men sharing beautiful love in space. Some fanfic out there. Have you read any fanfic? No, absolutely. I know about Finn Poe. Uh, there, there's many erotic um, images that I have received. I appreciate all support. <laughs> so this is ten years. Okay, so the the task was. Star Wars, uh, 10 years later. Right. And so you chose 10 years later after uh, The Phantom Menace. Right. Uh, how did you, how was this writing experience for you? Um, so it was good. I, it took me a while to sort of um, capture a story. So I, I was writing about um, the handmaiden, Queen Amidala's handmaiden, who uh, was her body double, like her decoy. Yeah, this is from the prequels. Right. This is from The Phantom Menace, specifically. Right, right, right. Um, and the character was played by a very young Kira Knightley. I remember that. Um, and her name is, is I'm going to say Sabe because they pronounce Padme, Padme, even though there's an accent on the E. And yeah. Sabe is written the same way with an accent on the E. But even though, so but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stress the first syllable. They don't say Padme. So I'm not going to say Sabe. They don't, do they, they don't say her name aloud in the. Uh... Not that I recall. But I, I'm just going to say Sabe. Okay. I, you know. Because okay. I feel like it. I think I remember when I first saw um, Pirates of the Caribbean, I was like, oh, this is the girl from the Star Wars movies. I feel like I didn't recognize. I, maybe I just wasn't paying that much attention oh, to okay, The okay. Phantom Menace. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It, God, it was bad. It was a terrible movie. Um, I was actually, this was a, I went on a rant about Disney and copyrights and how they, you, you can't rent the Star Wars movies. Disney has taken everything I love and made it impossible to access on the internet because of corporate greed and it's really terrible and they're trying to make me buy The Phantom Menace for like $20 instead of being able to rent it on iTunes for like three and I'm just not here to spend $20 on The Phantom Menace because I will never watch it again and I probably wouldn't watch it all the way through even for writing this fan fiction. So I'm gonna watch clips on the internet. Disney, come on, man. like. Let us watch the things. Stop trying to profit off our love of the things. 
Um, it was a little bit of a relief not to have to watch all of the Phantom Menace. I'm yeah. going to be honest. Uh-huh, I would have uh-huh. felt obligated if I had had access to it, but okay. I didn't. So I was like, oh, no. She's not in that many scenes. So I think it's She's fair. not. Yeah. yeah. And I don't. So I don't know that they say her it, whether or not they say her name out loud. I don't remember her having a name, mm-hmm. but it's possible that she does. Do, did you learn anything new upon like this paying attention to a minor character instead of the whole movie on a whole? Um, well, doing research, I learned a lot about Naboo, okay. which is a cool, um, this really doesn't pertain to the story that I wrote, but it's cool. Um, it's a geological anomaly is the word I'm looking for. Ooh, um, okay, it why? doesn't have a molten core like most that planets. That is weird. Um, so small, pastoral, um, it's very watery, which is big for the Gungans who live in and around the waters. And if you remember Jar Jar Binks, he swims oh, really he's well. he's a Gungan. He's a Gungan, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So instead of having a molten core, they have like waterways that go through the core of the planet that are connected to these big seas and that are generally avoided because there are all of these like crazy sea beasts that live in there, um, which is kind of cool. cool. And Naboo is where like the Senate is based. Naboo is where that like huge city is that takes up most of the Phantom Menace story. That's a good question. The, the Senate's not on Naboo. It's not. Okay. okay no. Okay. Um, so Naboo has senators. Like Palpatine starts out. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. A, that makes so sense. It sends representatives to gotcha. the Galactic Senate. Sure. Um, Amidala is an elected monarch. So here's a fun thing about the monarchy of Naboo. They, it, it's, first of all, it is a, an elected monarchy, which is interesting, weird. Like, okay, I'll take it. I don't know why we're calling it a monarchy when we could just call it prime minister or president, but fine, we'll take it. But they like to elect young girls or young women, um, but, you know, girls. Amidala was 14 because they believe that they possess a pure and childlike innocence that gives them wisdom that adults won't have to rule. And I just, I just want to say that that is some patriarchal bullshit and I'm not here for it, even a little. So I... So I was thinking about that, and then I was like, well, what about these handmaids, right? These right. handmaidens who are picked specifically to look like the queen, which makes me think that they have these That's great like reserves double, yeah. of girls oh, that when a new monarch, because they don't know who the monarch's going to be. So when the mm. monarch gets elected, they're like, oh, you, 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 and you, you right. all look enough like the Amidala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, well, how young are these girls when they have to start training to do this? Because they're not just body doubles. They are her body guards. They all carry blasters. They're trained Whoa. to fight. This is so fucking cool. I know. Oh, my God. Let's also talk about these handmaids who surround Amidala and are expected to protect her with their lives and sometimes act as her decoys and change places with her who are presumably, I mean, they're chosen because they could pass as her as as a group. So presumably they are around the same age, which means they've been trained as warriors since they were very young children, which I guess is a theme in Star Wars because, I mean, it seems like at least in these movies, they, they sort of set a canon for the same things happening with Jedi despite Luke Skywalker. But man, this is a child queen surrounded by child soldiers. This is taboo. Very upsetting for a peaceable people. Okay, okay, okay. Listeners, at this point, I think you're wondering, am I listening to a nerd podcast that's that's under under the guise as a nerd podcast, but is actually a big old feminist rant? And the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> because we can't 
help it. Come because on. Because we're given these, we're women who like weird, nerdy shit. And this is the world that we're given. Of course, we're going to ask questions. Yeah. And the thing is, you watch these movies as kids. And like, because these movies came out when we were in high school, yeah. I want to mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. And you watch them and you're like, okay. Like, you just sort of. We just kind of accepted it yeah. at the time, I feel like. Yeah. And you go back as an adult and you're like, oh, that's so oh, problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't oh. think that there's anything. I, I think that oftentimes women and particularly like women and people of color yeah. get shit for calling things out on the problems that we see within them. But we do it because we love Star Wars and we I want do. Star Wars to be I good. I want it to be good. Yeah. And it's getting better. And I like the progress of that. And it I think it wouldn't is. happen if you and I didn't rant and rave about this yeah. stupid shit that happened in the prequels. And I don't mean you and I, but I mean like the Just collective like, us right, exactly. who bitch about it for good reason. And you know what we got? We got Laura Dern in the last one and that's great. So great. It was so good. It was so, good. It was so, good. so much. Yes. Oh my God. We're angry. Mm-hmm. But it's an anger. It's like when your mom's disappointed in you and it's because mm-hmm. she loves you. If she didn't she care you. about she you, you to do better. she wouldn't give a fuck that you set off a firecracker inside yeah. the house or whatever. I don't know. I didn't do that. I was a pretty good kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, people who are involved in the Star Wars franchise who are listening to this and going, but how do we make it better? Just go ahead and listen to this fan fiction that's coming your way. Because yeah, that's how. And for anybody listening to this and saying, but actually turn it off because you're not going to like what shh, comes next. Shh, shut up. Be quiet. Just shh. hush. Just hush for a bit. A minute. Try it out. Try it right now. We'll just, be quiet with you. Just try. wait. Just wait. Your occupation here has ended. This one's a decoy. And so you chose ten years later after uh, the Phantom Menace, right? And this is Saudi. Okay. And so she's left. Right. She's left. Amidala has just died and been buried. Right. 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 Um, right, right. Which happens at the end of the third. Perfect. Movie. Okay. Now I understand the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. What is it? What is it called? What's the name of your story? You know what? I have to start naming my story. <laughs> Can I just go with The Handmaid's Tale or is that taken? No, do it. <laughs> Fuck it. We're stealing stuff. We're already stealing stuff. <laughs> do The Handmaid's Tale. You could wait, but can you do like the... Um, the Handmaiden's Tale? Because they're, they're handmaidens. Handmaiden. Right? But I was also thinking uh, like they're soldier handmaidens. So it could be like The Handmaid Soldier or something. Yeah. Which kind of is a double entendre, right? Because she's a handmaiden, but she's also the handmade soldier. True. Because she's handpicked to be a soldier. Oh, I like that. Ooh. Oh, oh. See, so brainstorming. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Um, okay, cool. So excited. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. 
Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. The lights in the small auditorium seemed to shine brighter and hotter than usual. Sweat beaded at Sabe's temple and ran in small streams down her face, stinging her eyes. She paused, looking out over the crowd, and took a sip of water. The women in the audience looked back at her, eyes shining, expressions fierce. She had them. We Naboo are women of peace. We will fight, but only as a last resort. We're sold on the virtues of loyalty and obedience at such a young age that it never occurs to us to question authority. But now it's time to fight back. We will not be pawns of these political machinations. We will not play the games of this hideous man who calls himself emperor. We will not be child queens and girl soldiers. And we will not be used again. Yes, girl. Yeah. Yes, queen. Indeed. Yes. 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 Well. Yes, queen lookalike. Yes, decoy queen. Yes, decoy queen. Yes, decoy queen. The women jumped to their feet, applauding wildly and shouting their approval. The Nevu crowds were always easy to sway, though less likely to follow through. Sabe had quickly learned to prefer the female Gungans, warriors by birth who were less quickly won but steadfast once they were convinced. Her small compound, small but growing, she reminded herself proudly, was about 70% Gungan at the moment. No matter, the Nabuan women would come around soon enough. So the Jar Jar Binks women are in on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. We're creating a separatist feminist movement here. Amazing. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. The separatist feminist <laughs> Radical separatist feminist Wow, our fan fictions really have a theme. They really do. <laughs> <laughs> Let these men fight their wars. We don't need them. We don't need the scraps of power and sovereignty they throw us. We are building our own movement. Naboo and Gungan alike, we will live in peace, but they will know we are warriors. We will be the stuff of legend and nightmare, more fearsome than the Sando Aqua monsters that haunt the depths of the seas. 
Those are the those are the guys I was talking about before. Uh, have you considered being a political speechwriter? <laughs> just throwing it out there. If I ever run for office, will you write my angry oh, speeches? Absolutely. Okay, cool. I'm just, I'm just all putting about out, put it on your resume. Fire and brimstone, sinners in the hand of an angry god, yes. sand and aqua monsters. Love it. I'm all about it. Yep. We will not seek a fight, but let them cross us if they dare. The small crowd roared and surged towards Sabe. Two ferocious-looking Gungans and a third muscular Naboo woman stood alert, ready to intercede if anything got out of hand. But Sabe was relaxed, greeting each woman, asking her name, reminding her to pick up more information on her way out. (laughs) Take a pamphlet. (laughs) Sabe believed in her own cause with the fiery conviction that rivaled any Jedi Masters or Sith Lords. But a tiny, shameful part of her knew that what truly fed her soul was watching the crowds throng forward, desperate to meet her. These women knew her and loved her. She was no one's decoy here. She was Sabe. An hour later, Sabe was alone in the hall. She slumped down in a chair in the front row, exhausted, her traveling cloak slung over her shoulders. Her guards had gone to ready the kadu, which are beasts that Gungans use for travel. They domesticate these like giant creatures and they ride them. Like Banthans? Yeah, but I think they're more um, inclined to be like water traveling creatures like hippos like hip like giant hippos like giant hippos that you ride but it's actually part of the like i think like a, a ritual of like a test of adulthood for a gungan is to tame one of these beasts wow this cool. is there's, there's such like a rich story background to these movies that is better it's, than the actual i know movies. like doing the research is so much more fun than I mean, watching the clips. I love the new ones and I love the first three, but yeah, not yeah, the first yeah. time, the original three. But right. yeah, man, the research is so interesting. That's fascinating. Um, her guards had gone to ready the kadu for travel, a task she normally enjoyed, but today she felt far too drained to do anything but sit, head in hands, until it was time to leave. She hadn't slept last night, and now it was all she could do to keep from nodding off where she sat. She failed to notice the quiet approach of the hooded woman until she stood at Sabe's shoulder. Sabe, the figure called quietly, and Sabe jerked awake, hand on her blaster. The woman smiled and lowered her hood. Easy, soldier. It's only me. Erte, what are you doing here? She smiled wryly. Come to join? Join your cult? Nah, I'm good, thanks. Sabe looked curiously at her old friend. They were about the same build, though Sabe stood several inches taller these days. Otherwise, they looked vaguely similar, alike enough in dark hair and pale complexion that they could be mistaken for sisters by those who didn't know them well. Handmaidens, after all, were chosen in part for their physical similarities to their queen, and Erte had served beside Sabe under Amidala. Unlike Sabe, Erte had never served as the queen's body devil, but the two had fought side by side to recapture the palace from the Trade Federation. Erte, however, had remained loyally in Amidala's service long after Sabe had left. How have you been? Erte asked, sitting next to Sabe. Great. Amazing, actually. I'm really building something here. So I've heard. And what exactly is it you're building? A society, Erte, of women, of equals, Gungan and human alike, and other races too, eventually. We live and work and farm together, and everyone has a voice and a say, and the children are allowed to be children. And what will you do when the company of women isn't quite enough? Sabe shrugged. Women are allowed to take lovers, as long as it's understood that the men can't live with us and the children are raised in the compound. What if the children are boys? I've thought about that. I'm still not sure. (laughs) Maybe boys raised here will be allowed to stay. Or maybe they'll do good in the world as emissaries of a different way of thinking. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Erte's gaze was steady. 
They had been close in service. Erte had always taken Sabe seriously, even though the other girls would have said Sabe was given to ridiculous notions and flights of fancy. How did you convince the Gungans to get on board? They're fed up too. When was the last time one of their bosses was a woman? But the Gungans' leader is called Boss. Oh, right. That Whatever right. name. The, the big fat guy from right. the... Uh, because they basically sound like plantation slaves. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's really bad. uncomfortable. I, that was another thing I talked it's, a little bit about. Well, it's really interesting research, like back researching the Gungans because mm-hmm. they're this like fierce and proud race of warriors. Right. And then but they're so the way they're depicted in the movie, you're like, oh, that's it's not. so uncomfortable. It's really oh, bad. Wow. Which is really, I love, like, I didn't know anything about the Gungans. And then like reading up on them, I was like, they're so cool. Well, I wonder if that was like a post facto in the sense that the movie came out. I just wonder who was in charge of like writing the canon, who was in charge of like the backstory in the Wikipedia. And I think it's basically just like fan fiction writers. Yeah, I think you're right. So I wonder if post facto, like after the Phantom Menace, they were like, okay, we're going to take back the identity of these fucking like this jar jar racism situation and made it that way. Or I wonder, I don't know. It's hard to tell. And yeah, I know it's, it's, I mean, there's no way to say at this point, but um, let's just go with, I mean, the Gungans are really cool and They're it's very cool. unfortunate the way that they were played. But and real Gungans that yes. really exist out there somewhere in the are universe so cool. are super cool. And let's ignore the fact that they call their people in charge bosses. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. They're fed up too. When was the last time one of their bosses was a woman? The Naboo have women leaders all the time. When was the last time we elected a man to be king? We don't elect women, we elect girls, and we give them girls as bodyguards. We volunteered. So did Amidala. Amidala was 14 when she was elected. We were around the same age when we started to serve, younger still when we began to train. How old were you when you first held a blaster? I was eight, a child soldier by any measure, thrilled by tales of glory and honor, hoping for a queen who looked like me so that I'd have a chance to throw myself into the line of fire for her. Well, I got my wish and I saw what it really was. We could have died any number of times. Corday did die. And for what? For her. And for democracy and peace and everything you used to believe in. Sabe sighed, suddenly feeling her lack of sleep. I still believe in those things, Erte. We just disagree on how to achieve them. We were recruited and fed a bunch of lies and used. The Republic could have cared less whether we lived or died, even Amidala. Erte winced at this, but continued on. The Jedi Council is dissolved, most of them dead. Good. The Jedi, another council of men making choices that affect our lives. They got what they deserved. What about Adi Galea? Yaddle? Okay, pause. There's another Yoda, female Yoda, called Yaddle. It's not like a female Yoda, but it's of the same like unidentified, unidentifiable race of Yoda. Wow. Called Yaddle. Okay. Who was only like 400 something when she died. Okay. Um, and Adi Galia, who was a female on the Jedi Council, but that's it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, me neither. I, I do feel like that. Well, you know, Star Wars took place a long, long time ago in the past. True. So maybe it was more patriarchal. Maybe. You know, instead of like saying that it's the future. I would like to holla at Disney. I criticize them a lot, but like the direction that they've taken. With the new movies. With the new is, movies, oh, especially. Oh, oh this mm-hmm. last one. Oh, oh I know. Feminism. I know. Love, love, love. What a beautiful thing. Um, I do have to say that when you were talking about a female version of Yoda named Yaddle, all I could imagine was Yentl with Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and I just imagined Barbara Streisand as Yoda, but like, you know, teaching things. Right. Yeah. Just thought I'd share Perfect. that thought. <laughs> Well, Yoda does teach. Random thought. 
Um, okay. Don't give me exceptions that prove the rule. You know better than that. Ayrte paused and looked at her friend. She hadn't come to fight, and Sabe looked so weary. Ayrte sought her friend's eyes, but Sabe looked stubbornly away. Ayrte sighed. We buried her today, you know. I know. You weren't there. I had a prior engagement. You could have canceled? I didn't want to. I didn't want to go. They say she was murdered by a rogue Jedi. So? I don't believe it. Neither do the others. We think it was the so-called Emperor. Palpatine? The one she helped bring to power? It probably was. That's what they do to us. That's why I won't be a part of it. She loved you, you know. She used me until I was too tall to be her decoy and then dismissed me. She used all of us. I just figured it out first. She was used, too. That doesn't make it better. Arte sighed and stood up. Fine. I just wanted to see if you were okay. We missed you today. I'm fine. I'm fantastic. Okay. I'll see you around, Sabe. Okay. As another testament to how good of a writer I think you are, Aww. I really love that you have made this person who believes in a lot of ideals that we believe in also be a little bit of like a problematic radical. I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. Because it's not like you're not, um, what's it called when you're like petting your, you're not petting your ego. You yeah. know what I mean? You're like, I can create a character who is like aligned with me who still maybe has flaws. Well, and I think she beliefs. would. Like trying to get into the mindset of somebody who had been recruited as a child to do this sure. like huge thing. Sure. Like that would leave a lot of like holes in your heart and like psychological problems behind. And, and also like, I mean, and she's definitely a radicalist. Like those kind yeah. of political leaders, no matter where you fall and like what they believe in, tend to be that kind of like um, tunnel vision when it comes to what they want. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I alluded to this earlier, but there is an element of this for her that is about like being recognized as herself because she spent right. so much time subsumed individual. by. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting that she's focused on individualism and she's really like developing a socialist society. Right. And I think mm. that's part of the tension, right? She wants to be the leader of this thing that is inherently egalitarian. Ooh, man, look at you. I love it. Okay, keep going. Keep okay. going. Keep going. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. I'll see you around, Sabe. Sure. Let me know when you get tired of not being in charge of your own life and want to join. We'll have a place for you. Erte smiled. Sure, be well. Sabe watched Erte walk out, her long cloak concealing the blaster she carried even in mourning. She stood aside as a tall Gungan woman marched into the room, then disappeared through the door silently as she come. Mom? The Kadu already. Sabe quickly wiped her eyes and stood up. Thanks, Peppy. And please, call me Sabe. I'm not your boss. No, ma'am. But you are our leader. Sabe smiled, and shoulder to shoulder, she and Peppy walked into the night. The end. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, so. This is great. Yeah. I think this could be like the beginning of like, a, um, if not a series of novels, at least like maybe even like a, its own Netflix series. Oh, um, since for I have two questions. Mm -hmm. I have like a general main question, which is that like, did you enjoy writing this? And did yes. you like get lo lost in this world that you had like gone into? So I, I found that as I write these things, I like want to novelize them. I'm like, there's so much more I want to do with this. <laughs> like the last one was supposed to be 2000 words and it was like 2200. Right, this one was right. supposed to be a thousand and it's like close to 1500. Right, I, like right. I just, I find that I can, and then I go back and edit and I'm like, I'll cut stuff out. And then I'm like, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it was 
super fun to write okay. and research. Um, I, I guess that, that was basically my second question is like, would you take this? Does this continue on for you? Like, even if you don't write any more of it, like, does it continue on in your head? Yeah. It, I mean, I think that's the interesting thing about like any fan fiction. Obviously, there's like a lot of stuff about any universe that we don't know. But mm-hmm. I am interested to see like, I don't think that this society lasts right like i don't think that it works oh, of course so like um, what is the downfall right <gasps> Ooh, that's very exciting and i feel like the character as she is currently written like is her own undoing oh yeah she's gonna die yeah. oh my god uh, that's one of the things i i've loved about doing this kind of about doing fan fiction in general is like uh, often i find if i have a good idea for a story and a character it's it's hard for me to like answer questions simple questions how does this world work Mm -hmm. because you have to make it up as you go or whatever but because the worlds are already built there's like so much room to play yeah well guys thanks for listening thank you we had fun we ranted we raved we hoped you had fun um and make sure if you like this podcast, please, it would mean so much to us if you would go and on iTunes and rate us and leave a little a nice little review. Oh, review of you? Oh, just, a little view view? just give us a little review, you know? Yeah. You know? Um, and absolutely, if you want to read any of our work, because we're not ashamed of it, because we're putting it up here and on fanfiction.net mm-hmm. under the username World Stealers. You can just search for it under writer. Um, and if you want to, you can always go on morebanana.com to get access to whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on, whether it be Stitcher or TuneIn or iHeartRadio or the ever-dominating iTunes. Um, all the links are there, and you can share them, like, I don't know, with your mom, who loves Star Wars, too, because she was around during the time they first came out but doesn't know how to listen to podcasts yeah moms love us moms fucking love us they love us also please make sure you follow us on twitter and on uh, instagram both media or both platforms our handle is at world stealers you know you're wondering what we look like and there's no nudes on there so sorry but there's lots of jokes so many jokes also cartoon renditions of us and recently the first actual picture of the two of us. I know, I love it. It proves that we're real, not the same person who does great voices. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow has managed to be able to talk over herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, we love you so much. We will be here next week to choose a brand new franchise. Who knows what's coming? Who knows it's what's be coming? So exciting. You don't even know what's coming. We don't even know what's coming. Could be and anything. We're going to be assigned homework. <laughs> we are. We have assigned ourselves we have found a way to assign ourselves homework in our adulthood in good our for ad- us oh, God. Uh, oh, I love every minute of it okay Liz I will see you soon All right, thank you for being here thank you for being a friend thank you for being oh. a nerd oh <laughs> <Cute>. <laughs>